something that my best friend from home calls me and she got me the she got me it's like hashtag sharky this was a couple years ago she got me this for christmas that's cool thank you hello hello welcome to love drunk i am your host charlotte rose i am here with one of my good friends from college the wonderful the talented keith machek younga is here thank you thank you thank oh you for gosh. having me it's i feel like it's about time you know yeah about time, yeah about time we had you on the pod well i guess we'll get right into it uh mm-hmm. here on love truck we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for gin that's right we don't drink gin here on love drunk if you want to drink gin on a podcast then start your own podcast it's that simple, my friends. Keith, what are we drinking? Um, today I requested um whiskey, mm-hmm. and Charlotte got the best kind of whiskey. Jack Daniels, Jack baby, Daniels. only the best for yeah. my for my Keith. And I'm currently on my second cup with my rocks, my very fancy whiskey rocks. Hell yeah, I've got my uh, <laughs> because I'm a little baby who cannot drink alcohol without a straw mm-hmm. apparently um i do have my reusable straw drinking this whiskey and it's all i'm having a great time honestly In- environmentally already. safe i like mm-hmm. how, is, does it bend at the end right there yeah it's a metal straw but it's like so my mom got me these for my birthday and uh-huh. they're these multi-chrome straws like the color is really really cute they're like yeah, i was rainbow. like looking at it i don't know if it was just mm-hmm. me but and so it was yeah so it's there's i've got one like it, it comes with like a straight one that's yeah. really tall and then a straight one that's really short and then a curved one that's it's really tall and a curved one that's really short so like mm-hmm. any any size drink you may have so um i know that one person not using plastic straws is not going to save the <laughs> i figure like i'm and i'm not and you know like banning plastic straws there is we won't get super into this but it is like ableist at the base level and so just it's me knowing that if i can give up plastic straws i will Ooh. some people can't i understand that but I can, so I'm going to do it. You're not doing it for the entire world, just your part of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. It's like, if you get super overwhelmed by these things, like, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to do it for the entire world. Just like, if you can, great. If you can't, you know, we'll figure we'll figure something else out. Yeah. You're we'll keeping, else you're keeping out. your area clean and mm-hmm. your turtles and sea yeah. life. For I'm saving my right? section of the ocean, yeah. personally. <laughs> when everyone is, every time someone is born, they get a section of the ocean. It's just like a very small I mean, that should uh, be how that should be how it should run, honestly. So, how long have you been out in LA now? Like, honestly, two, two years. Because we were at UTLA uh-huh. at the top of the year, January two thousand and eighteen. No, 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 no two thousand seventeen. No, yeah, no. two thousand seven. I don't no, remember. I think it was, wasn't it? Twenty six. When did you? When did? When did the gang? No, yeah, no, it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, 2017. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Oh gosh, the the conception of time is just oh so. Oh my god. Because uh, every time someone asks me that question, I don't know. Like I'll yeah. say like a year, year and a half. Now it feels like it's like two years in a couple it, months. It 
LA is strange, and I've said this before, but LA is crazy in the sense that you mm-hmm. can feel like a brand new, fresh baby out here, and also simultaneously that you have lived here for 10,000 years. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you were born here and you will die here, mm-hmm. you know? And then sometimes you're just sort of like, I just got here. I don't know how life works. Um, I think it's because of, like, you know, life choices and, like, mm-hmm. career choices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the time goes by differently. Yes, like, time us. moves differently yeah. here for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I'm just saying, I do have a lot of love drunk listeners who don't live in Los Angeles and I know it, it, I talk about this a lot where it's like mm-hmm. dating in LA is a nightmare time moves differently out here mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. and I know that, that it sounds it sounds crazy and I know it sounds like I'm just all up in my shit but but I, I do have people who agree that you know and I'm sure it's the same in like any major city but things are just very strange you meet a certain type of people here speaking of meeting people Keith mm. are you on the apps are you dating yes. is there a special someone in your life like what is happening right now so to start it off I am on the app but the Which algorithm app? hinge Hinge. The algorithm Hinge. just has okay. not been doing really well for me, like, I at all. I don't like Hinge. Yeah, like, some it's people, terrible. Some people really like it and, like, have gone on dates from Hinge. Mm-hmm. I have downloaded Hinge. I've tried it twice now. I had a lot of faith in, like, in it. I was just like, this is going to be it. Like, uh-huh. instead of Tinder, like, this, this classy form of dating. Mm-hmm. But, like, instead it's just another rehash it's a different just aesthetic. really, yeah. Um, were you ever a Bumble dude? Were you ever on Bumble? Yeah, I was on Bumble. To be honest, I've only been on one date using any dating app since I downloaded them, like, in college, I think. To this day, I've just been having conversations and trolling, (laughs) trolling girls. Did you ever, um, were you ever on the apps in Austin? Yeah, once before, because I was, like, dating. I didn't realize that, like, I dated, like, not for a long time, but in Austin, I dated, like, two different people in my college life Uh for three months, both the same amount of time. Okay. But when I wasn't dating, oh yeah, like my first girlfriend, like she took my virginity and stuff. So like then I hey, realized we're that, getting right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So she like took like my, my V card and whatnot. And then when she moved to New York, that was like the only reason why we broke up is that she was moving. I was like, damn, I don't have a girlfriend anymore. Like, what do I do now? And I, I downloaded the apps with them. You know, as theater majors, at that age, we were, like, going to parties and whatnot and, like, oh doing the things. And... It's, and I don't, <laughs> I tell people the stories of our parties, mm-hmm. and they don't believe. <laughs> like, y'all, I, we have been to so many slutty theater parties. Mm-hmm. Like, every... Themed that way. Every, intentionally. Exactly. So, most, I would say probably about 95% of theater parties were themed. Mm-hmm. And... Of those themed parties, 100% of them could be turned slutty. 100%. Even if I would say maybe, I would say maybe 80% of them were specifically a slutty theme. Yeah. But 100% of them could have been <laughs> easily, slutty. Easily fell, fell into that category. We're talking, y'all think we're lying. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking multiple hookups at each party. Sometimes legitimate like threesomes breaking out. See, I had I would, people. Having... I would hear about those. I would always find a way to not be there. Well, and then, no, like... I and it, and it never worked out that way for me. It truly mm. like I don't think it was until I graduated a little earlier than than some of y'all, and so mm. I would go back to parties 
And I mean, because I was around and I was mm-hmm. in Austin, like I had graduated, that was a big fear of mine is like, once I graduate, I'm like, oh, I'm a college grad. Should I be at college parties? Uh, yeah. But it's also all my friends were still in college. So I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's not that bad. But like, I don't think it was until after I graduated that I ever actually hooked up with someone at a party. Mm-hmm. I think that any other time I would go and be like, maybe tonight. Uh, <laughs> and it never happened. I, I have a very specific memory of my 23rd birthday. That was when I was living in the birdhouse with Natalie and Jordan. Mm-hmm. And we had had multiple people have sex in our laundry room because our laundry room was by the, it was outside. Oh yeah. You'd walk down the driveway and mm-hmm. then the laundry room door would be right there. Mm-hmm. And I had multiple people reporting that they were like fucking in our laundry room. Don't like, come in. <laughs> yeah, no. And so I remember on my 23rd birthday, I don't, I was, I was, I had just graduated. It was like post stress. Like I hadn't, like I, I didn't really even have like a job yet. I was very stressed out. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I wasn't going to hook up with anyone at my birthday. Cause I was just in a really, really fucking weird place. And I mm-hmm. drove my car so close to the door that no one could open it. And I told someone, I said out loud, if I'm not having sex at my birthday, no one is. <laughs> And that's the kind of spiteful bitch I am. So, um, but yeah, so we just went to the slutty theater parties. And so I never used the apps either Mm -hmm. when I was in Austin. Mm -hmm. Or I would download them and then I'd get scared and I'd delete them. See, like, and that's the thing, like, I had them, but then I'd always find myself in situations where... I was leaving. I was hot shit in like in Can college. confirm, Keith yeah. was Keith was pretty hot shit, and I think it's very funny because you came in and obviously not to like shit on you, but you. Mm. Yeah, I remember you coming in being like, "I'm very straight edge. I'm not gonna drink." Yeah, I'm super gonna like Christian. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna have sex. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah, Which but is, then I have my girlfriend, and it just, I, it just and it's but, and you know what? You're young. You're allowed to change your mind. It's totally yeah. fine. I just do think it's very funny because I was there for I like retweet if you remember Straight Edge Keith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, like Keith was the you know the breakout star of of uh, of. The, the, the ATV and the theater yeah, world. Yeah. He played, uh, he was our Stanley in Streetcar. And... Big controversy, but still such a fun role. And also, like, I just remember people talking about you just, like, taking off your shirt and everyone's like... Soaking oh, wet, yeah. Oh, Keith. <laughs> that, that show changed everything for me. Like, I was a, it was the beginning fall semester, sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I got the role... Um, sophomore, no, freshman year, spring semester, right before school ended. Uh-huh. So, like, I knew I was going to, like, play and play Stanley, and then I was reading the script. I read it so many times. It wasn't until the fifth one, fifth read-through, and I realized, holy shit, like, I have to get, like, ripped. I was like, <laughs> I got to work out. So I started going to LA Fitness, like, back in my hometown in Dallas, mm-hmm. and just started working out, working out a lot, and gained a lot of weight for this thing. And I started wearing, like, Big clothing, so no one would see. Like uh, it like, was, a, it was changed. a shock. To everyone. <laughs> it was like a plot. It was a plot twist in itself. It's like, yeah. and it's not, that, not that you were like not in good shape before, mm-hmm. but it's just like there was a part where we saw you shirtless, and everyone was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like what? Like what was? It's like when you open up like an avocado, and it's like a prime avocado, and you're just it, like, oh my like, god, it's just like perfect. Yeah. A so prime like, avocado. That like you know, it went above my head. I was just doing it for myself. I was like, mm-hmm. he's steadily, he's like a man and like I'm young so I want to like do my best to portray him as a man so if that's his physical stature and if I'm able to work on it I Uh will and he was like a the whole point is that he was like a blue collar like yeah yeah you know working with his hands all day and all that jazz and and a lot of his energy comes Uh through like this like sense of dominance I guess I don't know I was still like not very like theatrically smart you know Mm -hmm. I was just like get ripped because you're about to be like shirtless on stage Uh 
But like, yeah, that show went went through, and it wasn't until the run ended when I didn't. It went over my head. I'd walk into the atrium of of the Winship Building, the mm-hmm. theater building. Uh, for those that don't know what that is. And then, hook on Winship, hook on Winship like, the atrium, out. the atrium where everyone hung out. Yeah, and like we still had the shitty, dusty ass <laughs> chairs until like oh, our yeah. group left we and then got new We shit. had full on asbestos filled <laughs> furniture that had been there since the seventies, and oh. then we left, and then they were like, you know what? We it's are, time yeah. to remodel. <laughs> Thank God we could finally get new stuff. Yeah, exactly. But like the dancers and like the other majors, especially like some of the younger ones, like I, I would go over my head that they were like looking at me until like one day like somebody was like, "Well, like people are asking me like, hey, do you know Keith?" And inviting, asking me to invite you to their party instead of like inviting on Facebook and uh-huh. shit. And then Hillary, this. Like, well, like, I can say her name. Everybody I, else I use Kylie for. But, like, yeah. Hillary. Just speaking of which, mm-hmm. in case you're just terrified and you're like, oh, my God, I have been involved with Charlotte Rose or Keith Machaka Younga, <laughs> fear not. We do use code names here because, you know, no one, we don't want anyone to know that uh, we're talking about you. <laughs> but you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. And but I don't know if Hillary doesn't get a code name. She, well, because, like, I have nothing but good things to say about her. Oh, and she's okay. living in Oklahoma. And, like, mm-hmm. she was, saw so we were dating when... Well, this is how it happened. Like, the show had ended. I remember, like, I was walking through the atrium, and, like, everybody was, like, whispering, and I was walking past them because I just left my class. Mm-hmm. And then I hear, hey, you! And I turn around, and it's Hillary, and she's, like, just walking straight up to me. I was like, oh, this is one of the dancers. And yes. she invited me to a party. Uh-huh. And, like, this is about the time when I was, like, slowly partying more and losing my, my straight edge and being a little rough around the edges and uh-huh. stuff. But it's still past, like, I thought, like, she just invited me to have a fun time and stuff. And I was like, cool, I get to meet some of the dancers and possibly make new friends instead of just all hanging out with theater people. Yeah. And stuff, which isn't a bad thing. Theater people are great. They made me who I am. I am still a theater person. But anyways, like, she invited me to this party and, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, she leaves and she goes back and she's, like, with her friends and they're like, oh, my God. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I didn't find it, like enticing i was just i felt weird about it like i was just like did i was i like did i have a bugger in my nose like what was wrong with me why are they laughing so like i leave i go about my days the weekend comes it's the day of the party and like she sends me the address and the whole concept of pre-gaming wasn't a thing for me i was only like smoking weed so i had a bunch of weed on me and i showed up and it was just all dancers and basically all girls and then Delante. So like like I was just chilling and talking and there was no seats, it was a studio apartment. She flipped her bed up, so it was like small, but they were all really just fucking dancing hard. People outside, people mm-hmm. were in the kitchen. So I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And also nobody was talking to me because it was like they were also nervous, like, oh my god, are you gonna go talk to Keith? Oh no. Delante's talking to Keith, oh no. And I was just like, Is there somewhere I could roll this weed? He's like, oh, I don't smoke. He's like, no, it's so cool. But where's it? Where can I sit down and roll this weed? And like, he pulls out like this like lawn chair. He sets it down, and then like I hadn't seen Hillary this entire fucking time. It's like it's like this. I was I thought I was at the wrong party, but I recognized that like these are dancers. Right, I was like, right. she might be here somewhere. So like I sit down. He gives me like this little flat tray, and I start rolling weed. And I'm just sitting there like rolling up like several joints because I want to be like the guy that has weed and, like, for who does smoke and whatnot. And you're like sharing. You yeah, know? exactly. I didn't want to just be like, no, I'm smoking. Didn't want to come to the party yeah. empty-handed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. So like as I'm rolling up, like several dancers just sit right in front of me and they say hi. Like we've seen you around and they're super nice. And I was like, 
whoa, these people are, like, super nice. So I start talking, and they're like, hey, can we smoke? And I was like, yeah, definitely. This is why I brought it, like, for everybody. They're like, oh, Keith, you're so cool. You were great in streetcar, this, this, that. Out comes Hillary from the kitchen. And she just, like, breaks that entire group up, takes me by my hand, and then walks me outside. And she's, like, mine to everybody else. And that's, I finally, it just snapped in my head. I finally got it. Like, why why I was invited and why she why came to me. Yeah, why I was acting. I was like, holy shit. Because this is my first time. Like, I came from high school like a chump almost. Like, mm-hmm. I had one girlfriend and she completely screwed me over. Also dated her for three months as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with me in three months <laughs> with relationships. But then, like, I hadn't dated anybody in college and I was still like a virgin and stuff. And, like, I was drinking. But, like, since I was drinking and smoking, I was... Keeping my virginity is like the only holy thing left. So I was like, let me put this away. You're like, okay, so even if I let these things happen, like, I'm gonna gonna hold on to this. If my parents found out, at least I could be like, still virgin. Be like, hey, just so you know, I got this one thing, so you can't really be mad. I'm still holding on. It's still clean. Uh Um, But like, yeah, she like pulled me outside and she was like, the second I got it, I was like, all right, Keith. Be cool. Let her know that, like, you like her, too. But, because it's not like I didn't like her before. It's just, like, why not? Like, yeah. she's hot. She's just, like, really talented. And, like, you know, she came to me. That never happens. And mm-hmm. one of my worst things to do is the pursuit of somebody. That's why, to this day, I prefer most, like, the whole culture is go talk to the girl, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And anytime, like, I'm at a bar here in L.A., my friends just like, Keith, I was complaining about being lonely, but you never talk to girls. And I was like, well, because I don't like that. I like it when a girl is interested, knows what she wants, Mm -hmm. and comes to me. It's not like I'm being selfish on making sure I don't do the work. But if you come and give me your intention, Uh and I know, then I can, like, work in the parameters. And it's easy for both of us, you know? Well, it's also, you know, it's also kind of a thing where I feel like you are the kind of person, like, you obviously never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, and you never Mm want to, like, you know, whatever. And so if someone comes to you, it's sort of like, this is my intention, this is where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. And even, I mean, I don't know. I and don't she was mature, it. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew what she wanted and uh-huh. stuff, yeah. Where it's just like everyone's, no one's being creepy, and everyone's mm-hmm. just like being open about how they feel, but like not making anyone uncomfortable, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 And that's, yeah. that's the goal. But <laughs> that over, is the goal, friends. Overall, it was just, honestly, it was like one of the coolest things to me. Like, mm-hmm. that's why, like, we loved each other and stuff. We were great, and like, if she never moved, we probably would have been together still. Mm-hmm. Definitely could be like... Well, because she's talked to, like, my dad. She's met, like, my parents before randomly mm-hmm. and stuff, like, at a show. She's My sisters like her and liked her and stuff, like, followed her on Instagram and, like, Facebook. And they would chat every now and then. Mm-hmm. She was really, like, cool. She's, like, perfect almost. But it was just... <laughs> there was one day and she just, like... So she was, like, so... We started dating officially. Like, after the party, like, we didn't, like, kiss or make out or anything at the party. We were just hanging out. Uh-huh. But she just, for sure, made sure that no one else talked to me. And that, like... I was just, like, next to her, like, and she would get me drinks, and I followed her everywhere. I was, like, little baby duck and Aww. shit, like, almost. So, like, she invited me over, so I finally got to see the place, not in party mood, and it was super nice. Mm-hmm. And we was just, like, chilling. We went and got lunch, so we came back, and we were, like, cuddling on her couch and not her bed because she knew that I was, like, I was very wary about the bed. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was, like, if I'm in the same bed with a girl, like, that's as worse as having sex with them. It's just as bad. Like, that was what really? was going through okay. my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm still young and whatnot. I'm yeah, still, like, course. losing a lot of these things. And, I, like, again, I was, like, trying to keep 
that my abstinence such a like a like a solid thing. Uh-huh. And she just like, Are we gonna have sex? And I was like, No, I was like, I probably like you know, and she's just like she laughs in my face and she's like, that's not gonna last long. And then one day like oh she just God. invited me over classic like candles and whatnot. The mood was set and she left the door unlocked waiting for me to arrive and I opened the door and you can imagine like well yeah, stuff like right, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it was like really cool, it was really sweet. I lost my virginity. And then we were in a great relationship because now sex was included. (laughs) I couldn't imagine what it would have been like if she honored me saying, yeah, I want to stay abstinent. I still want to be a virgin. Because I feel like she might have, but like Uh she was just like, no, I'm not about to like waste my time, bro. (laughs) I love that she like knew where you were at and at least Mm -hmm. like tried to make it like, like it was, it it became a special thing. Like that's Mm -hmm. just so, and I feel like there are a lot of times you hear about, and you know, no disrespect to anyone who loses their virginity in any specific way. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a Christian and you still have your virginity, I'm surprised you're listening. (laughs) But but, like all problems to you. Just straight up props to you. And that's, and you know, I, I really truly encourage, I think there was a very long time where, I thought that I was going to, like, save myself from marriage and all mm-hmm. that jazz. And, I mean, like, growing up in Texas and going to public school, you have, you have like, public school Texas sex education, which is, like, oh, not yeah, amazing. Yeah. I used to think um, it was a universal thing, but then I realized, like, oh, my God, And then wow. you move to L.A. and you meet a bunch of people from other states and they're all just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because it was every couple years someone would come in and be like, don't. And it's that scene from, it's that scene from Mean Girls. It's literally mm. don't have sex, you will get pregnant and die. And you guys think <laughs> that I'm exaggerating, and I'm not. Because it's truly just like, hey, did you know that, um, yes, even if you use condoms, some little buggers can still get through. There, and they can yeah. squeeze through and you can mm-hmm. still get pregnant and you can still get AIDS STIs and you can and, like, mm-hmm. you can still, you know, and like they do the thing where it's like you, you pass around like something and they're like, now everyone's touched it. Do you still want to eat it or like, whatever? <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's truly like they scare you out of it where they can, it. by the end of it, they're like abstinence is the only way to prevent pregnancy and STIs. Everyone else is going to die. Yeah. And so for a very long time, that was scared into me. And I was like, I'm going to save myself from marriage. Only. Yeah. Oh with God. like the slightest hit of like Christian uh-huh. influence. Like, cause yes, it's Texas, it you know, it's like, Texas. yeah. And so, um, and we're all going to mega churches and we're all, you know, like that's, that's the thing. And so for a very long time, I was like, I, I will only have sex with my husband. I'm going to save myself for marriage. And then I got a little bit older and I was like, okay, I'm going to save myself for love. And then it got to the point where I was kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to save myself for someone who's going to respect me in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's on, like, I mean, but just the, the idea of having like a very nice story of like, there were candles and it was like, she was like, you know, I, I think that that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. Well, yeah. And just like, that really just changed me. Like that night I, I woke up. Oh yeah. I woke up the next day freaking out. Like. I was, like, we were still, like, you know, undressed under the blankets, like, cuddling each other. But, like, I didn't know what people were, like, used to, like, cuddling together naked. I was just, like, this, like, all of, like, think about, like, having sex for the first time. Uh-huh. All the things you learn from that. Like, like I was, like, what am I saying in the morning? And whatnot. Like, I've seen movies, and I didn't want to be, like, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I'm her boyfriend. Like, it's been, like three, four weeks now, it's like, what do I say? And then, like, she woke up, and it's like, 
she just said everything that needed to be said. She really, like, it's not like she wore the pants, uh-huh. but, like, she really brought me to, like, this sense of maturity because, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, young and she was okay with that. And yeah. I was learning a lot from her and whatnot. And I learned that cookies are the best thing in the fucking world <laughs> like, before, before doing something. Can I just say, like... I love a quickie. I like, love a quickie. I, I truly do love a quickie. Just like right before. Like, like, hey, we're going to go hang out with friends. And like, also her friends will be like, hey, y'all coming over to freaking? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be leaving and she'll be like, wait, closing the door. And then like, we'll do it. And the first time we did it, I was just like, oh my gosh. I was just like, you know how to keep a man, right? You do know how to keep a dude. Because I was just, after that, I was like head over heels. Because it was the exciting thing. Because uh, I would never initiate the quickies. It was like, she would initiate everything throughout see, the entire oh, I relationship. Was, I was just about to say mm-hmm. that, though. I would say my most recent quickie was about, like, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was the one who had somewhere to be. And I was the one who had plans. And, mm-hmm. like, we were just, like, hanging out in his bed. And he's like, I can drive you home. And I was like, dope, amazing, whatever. And then, I don't know, you just, like, start kissing. You start blah, yeah, blah, and it's he, like, we still have time. And then it was so funny because, like... <laughs> We're just gonna get like a little graphic. I I was like reaching out and all that jazz, and he and he, uh, and he stopped and he goes, "I don't know if we have time for this." And I go, "Yeah, we got time." And, <laughs> and that was literally all that he needed to hear was, "You know, we can make time." It was just, like, "Are cool." Yeah, like yep, if you think so, me too. <laughs> but that's the thing is, it's like if we're both, if like if you if you're like this is gonna be fast, then like mm-hmm. we'll yeah we'll into it. Great. Um, yeah, quickie fan club right here. <laughs> So, like, the relationship was great. We went through, did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Then there was a point where, like, we stopped having sex and whatnot. Closer to when she was about to, she had, like, two more months left in her semester. And then mm-hmm. she was going to move to New York. So, like, we just stopped having sex. And, yeah, it was just, like, oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah. But then we broke up. And it was, like, a very, very sad life. I I cried. She was, like, my first actual relationship ever. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year in college. Lost my opportunity to have my actual first serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of firsts, a mm-hmm. lot of new things. So, like, yeah. after she left, every time I was, like, crossed by the apartment, I'd be like, damn, she's not there anymore. Like, that isn't that place of, like, yeah. finding new things and whatnot and all these new experiences. Like, she's the one that took me on hikes. All my green belt spots were from her. Oh. Like, my favorite kind of beer is from her. IPAs. Like, I even, I've seen, like, like you know, chick flicks. Like, more more than once because of her. So, like, I at least can reference some of those things now and yeah. be in the conversation with some of my friends who talk about things like that. Mm-hmm. Then she left. And then I was like, oh, damn, bro. I ain't got a girlfriend anymore. I was like, sad, sad. Gage was like, Keith, what's wrong? And I was like, all right, man. That girlfriend, she moved. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's moving to New York. And he was like, why are you sad? I was like, I thought, like, y'all didn't break up for, like, any, like, serious reason. I was like, I don't know. Who do I have? And he was like, the entire world, dude. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you can go to a party now. Keith, you're still hot shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I just started going to parties and realizing, like, I don't have a girlfriend. I can talk to whoever the fuck I want. So Gage is responsible for... Well, like, I I don't know specifically, but I know... Me and Gage, me and Gage, we were hanging out a lot. And the thing is, I knew Gage could, you know, do whatever he wanted and, like, talk. By the way, Gage Robinson has been on the podcast before. He was in season one, episode nine, I want to (laughs) say. Maybe not, so... um, Shout out to Gage. Shout Shout out uh, to Gage Robinson. Shout out to Gage. (laughs) You you fool. I hate you, but I would take a bullet for you. (laughs) No, that's kind of, those are my feelings towards Gage. Anyway. I um, feel like this will be the first time he's heard this, but, like, I, when... 
just like knowing that like hey i can go talk to whoever mm-hmm. like i would just be like what would it's like what would jesus do i was like what would gage do like mm-hmm. <laughs> what would jesus do is the exact opposite of what gage would do <laughs> gage once again i love you so much well but... it was just his confidence and like you know the smirks what he would give to like girls and he's talking to like literally like i was like let me try that and it worked easily like it was just like oh. go like talk i was like this person's cute mm-hmm. and sometimes like especially in the theater department at theater parties like i knew that my odds were higher in my favor versus mm-hmm. like lower in my favor so it was just like being careful about like who i would talk to but then i'll find myself like not in that circle and i was like having sex with just like other people like in college and whatnot mm-hmm. and realizing i was like dude i need to slow down mm-hmm. and that's like when the whole change like I finally evolved into, like, my third form, like, after, like, the string of being single and, like, having sex and shit, and then... You do do that, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a... Mm-hmm. You, you sort of go crazy for a little while. Yeah, like, yeah, you just yeah. Do your, And I kind of joke around where people will talk about, like, oh, you talk about, like, hooking up with people, mm-hmm. and having, you know, whatever, um, these random bumble hookups. And I always kind of joke around, and I go, I didn't have a slutty face in college. And I didn't. Like, mm-hmm. I truly was very much, like, so concerned about people hurting me. And yeah, I was so yeah, yeah. closed off to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have that. And so I moved to L.A. and then I had my slutty face, which was, like, a little bit later than everyone else's. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing is when you do gain that confidence and you are mm-hmm. suddenly like, wait yeah, a second, time I can frame, do yeah. this. Exactly. I can, like, I am capable no matter, of doing like, whatever No matter, like, when it started do. happening, like, uh-huh. here out in L.A. Because the stark contrast, the, like, the whole point of me, like, starting here, like, with my view card... Is that, like, when we get to, like, the love in L.A., it's completely different. Yeah. Like, like in when she left and I was single again, and also I finally had, like, a friends with no strings attached. Like, mm-hmm. like I had, like, that kind of relationship for the first time. And that was, like, really nice. Like, it wasn't like I was, like, bouncing back. It wasn't, like, a rebound or anything. And I wasn't dating her. And she, like, wasn't dating me. And she wasn't falling in love with me. I wasn't mm-hmm. falling in love with her. But we liked being around each other. We liked the, our company. And we had great sex. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's all it was. And she was able to, like, hit me up at any time of the day being like, hey, that's fuck. And I was like, yes, I'm on my way. Like, and thank God Austin's so fucking small. Like, oh I could literally, God, like, I, miss it. I know, just drive, like, three minutes and just, like, Aww, be there and like, spend cool. the night there. I'm, yeah. I'm down. Let me know, like, when you're ready and I will be there. Like, I don't have to minutes. go down the 101 to the 110 to the 5 to get to you. <laughs> Straight up canceled plans before because I'm like, yeah, no, I'm downtown. I'm not going to make it back to the valley in this time. Like, truly, I'm just like, there's no time. So we are talking about, like, first relationship, losing your virginity, all that jazz. So I do have to ask you, Keith Machekianga, do you believe in love? Yeah, like, strongly. Uh Like, because I'm, like, a very deep, hopeless romantic. Okay. And... Because I know I believe in love because it ruins me. <laughs> like, that's just the honest truth. And, like, uh-huh. the fact that, like, at t- from time to time, even to this day, like, I'll get, like, my heart broken and shit because mm-hmm. someone did me wrong because, I don't know. I guess for some people, it's easier to access that emotion. Like, the the fact that, like, someone can make you feel, like, warm and make, like, your hair stand up or, like, you can just, like, stare at them as they talk for like two hours straight mm-hmm. i don't know and like the the i've not been able to i've had, had insomnia before because mm-hmm. i was so into somebody like i was just like mm-hmm. 
I should go to sleep. Like, I literally can't stop thinking about stuff. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, cool, but it's, like, my downfall, too. But, like, yeah, Yeah. strongly do believe in love. Well, I think it's funny that you bring that up because Mm. I recently had a conversation with someone and we kind of talked about... Because something that I've been hearing a lot lately, especially Mm. in L.A., is people saying that they're not emotionally available. Where they're like, I'm emotionally unavailable. Mm. And it's something that I have kind of had to come to terms with in the sense that... I have now realized that every time I get my heart broken, like for sure, I do have hangups. I do have baggage. Like you always carry that into, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just, you don't want it to affect your, your new relationships. But I am even more open to people after mm-hmm. I've been hurt. I'm like, oh my God, wait, maybe yeah. this will be it. And I'm slowly realizing that not a lot of people do that and not Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel that way. And I kind of made a joke where, you know, I told someone recently, they were talking about like, oh yeah, I experienced this thing and now I'm completely emotionally unavailable and I'm not looking for a relationship and I'm not looking for anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, how do you do that? Yeah, (laughs) it's different for everybody. How do you, how how does one become emotionally unavailable? Mm -hmm. I would love to be emotionally unavailable for a while. I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I... Like, for me, if I had to go and tell somebody, like, oh, no, I can't do this, like, I'm emotionally unavailable, instead it's going to be like, no, dude, I'm just a chest of all, like, emotions, like, open me up and everything just, like, is going to come out. Like, pours out. And it's not, like, bad, it's just, like, uh-huh. it's, like, it's almost like little tentacle arms, like, I'm going to grab you and, like, try to pull you into, like, my emotions, and if you're resisting, uh-huh. I'm going to be like, no, why are you, Ooh, that's so yeah. weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I understand. I understand. Where, oh, God, I understand where you're going, but it's. Um, I feel like I don't fall for people very often, but when I do, it's very hard and very fast. Mm-hmm. And Same so, here. yeah. And so, and so, it's one of those things where it's like I don't understand when I become like obsessed with someone when they're not automatically like obsessed with me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, fuck. Like, how do I? Like, how do I? Like, level out the playing field? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I? I hear all the time people are like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not emotionally available. I just like, it's kind of like a one night thing for me. And I'm just like, how I would love, and it's not, Mm -hmm. I don't disrespect it. I don't say it's not valid. Mm -hmm. I truly am saying that I don't know how to do that. And I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to like give myself a fucking break, you know, like, because I feel like it's involuntary sometimes. It is. And it's like, it's one of those things that's trainable, but you shouldn't try to like, control all the time Uh because it's probably our best quality Mm -hmm. in us too you know yeah Yeah. that was i think i did say something about like i don't want to i don't want to feel stupid for caring the caring is the best thing about me Mm -hmm. yeah and so um and and i just know it's very funny for me though because also you know i've I've been on bumble and i've done the Mm -hmm. bumble hookups and the really straight up like hey i'm just looking for this and I've done that before. But then it's like the second that someone starts to like talk to me and try to get to know me, I just, I'm like, no, it can, it's, it's a very black and white. It's mm-hmm. very much like either we're hooking up and it's totally casual mm-hmm. or we talk and you tell me about your life and your hopes and your dreams and mm-hmm. then I fall in love with you a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's, for me, it's very much like if it's just gonna, like, if we're just gonna have casual sex and that's totally 110% fine. But we gotta be clear that but that's what it is. But we gotta be clear that that's what it is and mm-hmm. don't you go spooning me and asking me about my life because I don't like that and that's, I... I'm glad you bring that up uh-huh. because I do that and it's, it's so bad, like, because... 
I would love to be in a position where, well, if so, like, through college, even out here, I find myself not wanting something serious. Uh But then I find myself in a situation where it doesn't have to be serious, where it could just be I could hook up, but then I spoon the person. (laughs) And then you say, it's not the I start scratching their back. I start, like, fucking playing with their hair. (laughs) And it's just like, whoa, dude, like... Yeah, it, it feels more intimate and that sounds stupid i can't have i can't have sex without that like for me that would be weird for me to just bang and then just be like and be like all right go. gotta go all right let's go but that's even and and i've had there was one time in particular i had a hookup and and it was a bumble thing and he mm-hmm. had literally i'm not guys i'm telling you right now he had already sent me a, a dick pic like he mm-hmm. this was not like a conversation we were having we started out very much like hey you're hot like let's fuck basically Mm -hmm. and he sent me a dick pic i sent back a photo and then when we were figuring out when we were going to meet up he was like well we could meet at a bar first and i was like no thanks like just just come to me like you could come to my apartment that's totally fine Mm -hmm. and later i found out that it was because he was like i have a sister and i would rather her meet someone from the internet at a bar in a public space and i wanted to give you that option and i was like oh okay i kind of understand that now but he was very nice it is it is very nice but then he showed up at my place and i was like i have i have tequila here we can have some drinks and I made us some mixed drinks and we sat and he just super insisted on asking me about my life and where I came from and all that yeah. and he told me about himself and the funniest thing is that I clocked this just from the little information he told me he's like I'm from Utah originally there was a period of time where I fucked off and went to Paris and like ran away from home mm-hmm. and like lived in Paris for like two years and became fluent in French that way. And then he told me that he has recently gone through a very big change in his life. And, you know, he's not really sure what he's doing relationship wise. And I looked at him and I said, are you Mormon? And he looked at me and he goes, I was raised Mormon. Yes. And I was like, fucking, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Did like you say um, that in his face? Yes. I knew no, it. No, I straight up, I told him, I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, and then I told him straight up, I was like, we've had this conversation and I feel like that's made this casual sex very complicated mm-hmm. because now you've told me about your life and I feel a little more endeared to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. now I think that you're cool and I would like to date you. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm not emotionally available. And I was like, then fuck you. Why are we talking, talking about, about Why shit? did you ask? Why did you ask about my why did you talk to See, me about these things and I all I feel like that? this is an important conversation to have. Well, for people to be also to listen to, like boys especially. Like mm-hmm. f- for us, I really do feel like, and you know, everything is different for everybody, right? right? But s- since I am super, I grew up with three sisters, so like I have this large respect for like women. It doesn't make me perfect, you know, mm-hmm. or anything, but but like that whole thing about. You might have to sacrifice one or two things. The conversation, if you want the casual sex, or just don't have sex. Like, just, like, you don't need it, like, right now. Go home and masturbate, dude. Like, just... (laughs) That's always an option. It's always an option. But, like, if you know that you're not emotionally available, know that, like, don't make your life, like, something that is the topic of conversation. Because if your life just happens to be enticing to that person you're trying to have casual sex with. Like, you can catch someone off guard by, like, kind of blindside cupiding them. Like, you know, yeah. hitting them with an arrow and them being like, 
wait, I know he's not looking for a casual conversation, like casual like sex, but maybe he's also met me now and we're talking about him and stuff. And I've listened to like maybe he's changing his mind like right now. And I yeah, and so I think it, we need to like I personally need to stop doing that. You know, and, and I I would say that there is a guy, and I think I mentioned him before on the podcast, and like mm-hmm. I literally just called him the boy was the boy. his code name, the boy, and it was someone. Who I literally, I I used my favorite pickup line on Bumble, and I don't think I'm going to share it here. Maybe if I start, like, a Patreon, then I'll let you in on my my best used line. You'll have to pay me money. (laughs) You'll have to pay me money to hear my best line. It's going to be Pat. Yeah, exactly. But I I used my line. It was a casual thing, and he came over. And and another thing that I've noticed when you have casual sex is in LA maybe I don't know that was the only place I really ever had casual sex (laughs) but a lot of dudes are straight up like are you catfishing (laughs) I'll be like is this a catfish is this real Uh and I'll be like yes and then some people will meet me and they're like I'm very surprised that you're just like very so very bold and I'm like well I know what I want Uh, there were were a lot of years I didn't know what I wanted and Mm -hmm. now I know what I want but I started out with this dude and and it was obviously very casual and then we hung out and he showed up and before we even had sex, he was like pointing out things in my room and he was talking about my records. He was looking at my calendar. He mm-hmm. was like looking at the paintings on the wall and was like, what's this? What's this? What's this? He was telling me about his life. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And then we had like, um, we had incredible sex. And then afterwards mm-hmm. he was like, I think you're great. And just from what you've been telling me, it seems like you're not really in the mindset for anything, but um, I would love to see you again if you were ever interested. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that confused me is I was sort of like, we've had this, but you had these conversations and we talked about things and you talked about like your friend who died and your... Oh, okay. Like literally, yeah, it was things like that. Going. And so every time we were together, he would talk about his family, his sisters, his yeah. friends, his career. He would talk about things here and there and he would... Like, he would really, really bring me in on his life. And so mm-hmm. I did kind of get it confused. And I was sort of like, does this person, like, like me? He'd mm-hmm. text me out of the blue and just be like, just checking in on you. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, do you want to do you wanna hook up tonight? And he's like, oh, I can't tonight, but, like, soon. And I was like, so why are you texting, texting me? You yeah, know, yeah. These are, these are 110% <laughs> mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Because for Even me, though he's saying, like, I can see that you're not in this, but, like, I'd like to see you again. That ending, like, the day or the night with that doesn't help and it's not like it's not no. like the like I, I see we're on different pages but like I still want to let you know this uh-huh. just don't fucking say it he bro. immediately <laughs> like followed me on Instagram he was Instagram messaging me oh, and I was shit. like wait what the fuck it could be kind of creepy not creepy um, like he's like stalkerish but just like well bro, then after I, after I ended things uh, he didn't respond and then he responded a month later and was like I'm disappointed I thought we were having fun I thought everything was great when you're ready for something casual hit me up again mm-hmm. and I was like lol I'm I literally just told you I don't want anything casual so I'm not gonna hit you up and I never responded and then he showed up to my place of work and sat at the bar because I work at a restaurant you guys know this but I what a he, corny as a dude he <laughs> showed up at the bar dressed like the fucking Unabomber in sunglasses and a hoodie and I saw him and immediately was like fucking what and went into the back and cried in the walk-in for a hot second was like I'm very confused and nervous and I don't like this at all and then I came back out and 
he, I, and I had run into the back without even grabbing my phone or anything. And then I pick up my phone and I look and he had texted me and was like, did you see me? And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And all of my friends at work were like, you should call the police. Please, yeah, and I, like, I was I'm... like, I think that he truly thought that this was like a, a gesture. And so I texted him and no. I was like, hey, dude. I Well, I texted him and the I was boy. like, I texted him and I was like, uh, yes, I did see you never do that again i told you that i i literally ended things because i said that i was falling for you and i knew that we were not on the same page and that's why i didn't respond to your text because you said when you're ready and i feel like you didn't really listen to me if that's what you were saying Mm -hmm. do not show up at my place of work again that made me very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and he never texted me again he unfollowed me on instagram and so now i think i'm safe but uh, yeah but like he put himself in that position yeah like, don't hey guys no matter what happens please don't show up to the, the work <laughs> the work establishment dressed like the unabomber eating at least at, the bar. at least come you know so i could see so you could see like your face don't disguise yourself don't dis- that would have been one thing if he had showed up and was like hey dude because he also knew that I worked there. And mm-hmm. he knew that I worked... We have different locations of the restaurant that I work at. But he knew he that, you were knew that I worked at that one that. specifically. And so if he had showed up and had just been like, Hey, dude, I just really love brunch and I want to sit at the bar and eat. Sorry if this is weird. I would have been like... Oh, yeah, cool. I would have been like, this is weird. In my brain, I would have been like, fuck. But it, it, like, I'll, I would have been like, yeah, of course. Of course. And I would have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't sneaky walk in dressed like the Unabomber to where I'm walking around the restaurant, do a triple take when I see you, mm-hmm. and then run into the back and cry in the walk-in fridge. Mm-hmm. That's not a good situation triple at take. all. <laughs> Dating in LA is crazy, but... If we do ever figure this out, mm-hmm. if we do find people who love us and, like, whatever, mm-hmm. are you going to get married and can I come? Well, I feel like before I answered that, like, because I feel like having explained, like, my first relationship, mm-hmm. then I was, like, in a relationship, like, my senior year and she was younger than me and I was moving, so it, like, ended up being vice versa right. and stuff. So I learned a lot from that and she was awesome, too. I won't, name, like, mention her name or anything. Uh-huh. It made relationships seem easy. And I was like, I'm going to move to L.A., and everything is going to be cool. Everything's going to be great. I'll meet somebody. Mm-hmm. She's just like fucking wrong, dude. I was oh, yeah. So super wrong. wrong. So I, very, very I, wrong. I, I, and not hot not shit. Not even just like, for you, but yeah. like literally just, just in general. Gen- yeah. Remember when I said earlier it's happening that everyone for everybody. who lives in LA is like, oh, dating in LA sucks. Like, I'm not kidding. It's it's for everyone, guys. I came back here and stuff. I was observing Jake Day. Yeah, Josh was like, you know, on like the... Bumble Hinge stuff too, and mm-hmm. he was like active on that. We were going out, and I would meet like people too. Like I would like meet a girl that was interested in me. Like so, the first person like I started talking to was this girl. I'll name her um, Secret. <laughs> okay. I just can't name secret. her Secret. Secret. But I met her at a party. I remember meeting her briefly once before, and then I saw her at the party, so I wasn't afraid to like introduce myself. Right. Yeah. So I was just like. Wow, I was like, hey, what's up? Like, like, hey, it's good to see you again. Mm-hmm. And I made it, like, a thing to make sure she realized that I was interested in her by, like, spending most of my time, like, hanging out with her and, like, yeah. getting to know her and stuff. Uh-huh. Wasn't trying to, like, casually know her and, like, hopefully go home. I was like, she's cool. And, like, as soon as I was talking to her and talking to her more, she was, like, cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler. Uh-huh. She was older than me. Like, you know, she was, like, what, I was, like, 20. She was about, like, seven, eight years older than me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she's, like, a very young spirit and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, She also went to UT, just graduated a lot earlier than than us and whatnot. I got her number, and 
it had been a long time. Like, I'd been getting numbers in L.A., but, like, just waking up the next morning being like, oh, I'm sharing a room still. No, like, I don't feel like taking you oh, out on a date. God. Like, I'm sorry, really quick. We'll talk about, because you and I both, at the same time, we share a room. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is something that does really affect your relationship life and stuff yeah exactly and i honestly the first time i had sex in this apartment because i shared a room Mm -hmm. with with jordan for so long the first time i had sex with in this apartment was downstairs on the couch and (laughs) on the floor if we're being honest but it was because i was like i can't i can't go upstairs someone lives there um and it was always it was always a private joke between me and jordan (laughs) Honestly, we're, whenever one of us was like, hey, I'm going to be out of town, we would always be like, hey, I'm going to be out of town. Uh, get some. Yeah. Like, like, you have to. Use this time. Right exactly. Here. Where it's, We would look at each other and be like, hey, well, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You got fuck in this room. And maybe that's, like, too much for some people. But, like, she and I were just very much like, hey, we understand mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because it, it didn't really happen for me until, like, the end of our lease. But she, I straight up texted her. I was like, you have my blessing while I'm gone this weekend. Please get some. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I was so proud of her. And then uh, there was one point, it was right after she had moved out, and it was literally the day she moved out and I was moving into the new room, mm-hmm. I, like, hit up this dude and I was like, yo, come over. And, and so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get one in, like, right before I move. Yeah. Right before I have to move all my shit downstairs and then move it back upstairs. Oh, my No, God. it was truly, and that's, and that's, but sharing a room mm-hmm. really affects things. Well, it, it affects things when you're in it, and then it also affects the way you pursue things, you know? Uh-huh. Like, just, like, hoping, like, I would go out, like, with the, with the girl I'm currently talking about, like, she at least, you know, since she was older, she had, like, a pretty nice job, uh-huh. had her own studio apartment and stuff, and... Like, before she asked me, like, hey, can I come over? I was like, hey, can I come over <laughs> to your place? Uh-huh. Not mine. Let's establish that as, like, home base. <laughs> yeah. Home base. going to go to your place. Because I have a twin bed, and I live with, like, two frat dudes. <laughs> uh-huh. And the place has posters of Fight Club. And, oh, like, God. other, Fight like, Club posters, <laughs> no. Yeah, and, like, our, like, it just wasn't, like, the best option. So it's like, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not gonna, like, talk to anybody, try to get into a relationship, or try to fuck. But I didn't realize, like, I shouldn't have done that, like, because it took... I mean, like, I talked to this girl, and the thing is, I kind of screwed her over because I just got bored. It's really fucked up. But Uh to be honest, I want everybody to hear this. This happens. You will get bored with somebody. It happens on both sides. It's not just dudes, but I've had... Like, I'm leading up to the fact that people have gotten bored with me. Uh And... That's why dating in LA has been fucking tough because person number two of the story leading up to like, like why my answer of will I get married is what it is, was my neighbor. She, I moved in there. I, sorry, I just like slapped <laughs> your leg because I remember you talking about this. Yeah, like, yeah. Or actually, I mean, like you, you posted it on your fence stuff, we're being completely honest, but oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. hearing about this situation I, and I totally forgot about this. The way I met her, like we had just moved in and we we're about to go get food and we're leaving the apartment and then like open the door and like these girls are consoling this other girl crying right in front of like that apartment down the street. Um, now I'm going to start using code names and stuff. Hell yeah. Um, she was like crying and then like her, she was there. I'll call her... Tiffany. Tiffany. There I'll call go. her Tiffany. So Tiffany was out there consoling her roommate. 
And like I remember like saying, I was like, damn, like there's an emotion going on out here. Like, I'm gonna just leave this alone. So I'd ride off on my skateboard. And then I come back and they're all chill, they're still outside and they like ended up talking to me. I was like, Yeah, I live second floor and Tiffany was like, Oh yeah, I live also on the second floor. I was like, Oh yeah, two oh six, two oh one. I was like, Cool, that's awesome. She's like, Yeah, I'm always chilling if you ever I was like, You smoke weed? And she's like, Yeah, smoke weed. I was like, Yeah, we should hang out sometime. Super casual. Uh-huh. Wasn't like hell yeah, she's hot or anything. Yeah, and stuff. It was very much like meeting people. Like yeah, friends. you're my yeah, neighbor. Like yeah. yeah, we're at the same cool apartment building across the studio city. There's some cool places. To, there are like, live some on. very very cool places. So and cool people that live in them too. Uh-huh. Then so like I, you know, I was outside smoking a cigarette, and then I come to find out like she smokes cigarettes too. So she's out there. And we have, like, the same cigarette schedule, almost. Like, we probably ate at the same time. Now we're having, like, a post-meal sip. Just headphones on. And she's out there and whatnot. So we're, like, just chilling and talking. And for the longest time, we kept doing that. And then I got her number, and she would text me, like, hey, about to go get, have a cig. You want to come with? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. I'd go hang. And she'll tell me about her day. Then I found out that she's an actress. Like, uh working one that which is there's a huge difference she's like there on a seasonal a seasonal show like it's, but this is a non-working <laughs> actress i'm saying that there's a yeah. huge difference between an actress and a working, working. Actress. and you know like that's what it is like, like you do hold yourself in like a very confident way i was like how old are you she was like a year younger than me i was like did you go to college she's like no i just lived in the oc and i was like you lucky lucky person like isn't you, it you kind were, of, I will say, isn't it kind of horrifying where you meet someone who has their shit together so much and then you find out they're that like two years go, younger than you and like didn't, didn't go, go to, to college, college and like, Well, it's because oh of God. the line. It's a line that we were raised with, honestly. Well, it's also, my mom didn't go to college and she, so my, my, and I've talked about this on the podcast, I think, before, my mom helped work while my dad went to college and like paid for because they got married Mm. when they were 18 and then she like helped pay for my dad's college and it was this whole big thing and so because she and what's deep uh we've talked about this before my dad passed away yada yada but because of that because she never went to college Mm. and then my dad got sick and passed away my mom was so very much like i don't care if you have a degree in underwater basket (laughs) you will have a degree my family was never allowed to take breaks from college it was like you were never allowed to take a gap year she goes if you are hired in the field you are interested in in the field that you are focused on so basically she meant like if i had auditioned for like a touring company Mm -hmm and had made that, then I could have gone on tour and put off college for a year. Mm. But otherwise, she was like, you are 110% graduating college. I do not care. You are getting your BA, BFA, whatever the fuck. She's like, you are getting a degree. Mm. And then you can do whatever you want with your life, but you are getting a college degree. So that was me. And I mean, you, I I feel like you probably got about the same thing. African parents. So yeah, that Mm. tenfold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same degree in the sense that you had parents that were like, Mm-hmm. You have Stirring to go to college, college and you N- have to nothing college. else, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people didn't have that, and some people didn't go to college. And mm-hmm. I'm not hating or disrespecting on these people at all because I've met a lot of them who are in LA who have never gone to college. Mm-hmm. But uh, my it's... mom was like, "Hey, that shit don't fly with me," and she had my college fund. So, <laughs> and and granted, there was a year that I was working and I contributed to my college fund. Blah blah blah, whatever. But I also did want to. Mm-hmm. I did want to go to college, and we had a great experience. You know, and college, I did. And- too like that's the thing like i was like holy shit i got into ut oh yeah <laughs> at first i was like maybe i'll take a gap year like see what it's like but i was like no i'm done now and plus since like 
I already won the battle of, I'm going to college, mom and dad. They're like, oh, really? But I'm doing acting. What the fuck? And I was like, hey. Your family is from Zimbabwe. So, mm-hmm. so how was, I mean, like, I don't want to get, like, too, too much into that if mm-hmm. you don't want to, like, dig oh, no, into please. that. Ask but, like, away. Yes. Well, because I think when I first met you, your whole thing was, like, Keith from Africa. You're like, mm-hmm. here I am. Like, so, <laughs> so you used to talk, and that, I feel like that makes a huge fucking difference, like, mm-hmm. culturally and everything. And, and so, I, and I'll, I'll be completely honest, I feel like, for me, I would see you become, like, so successful, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is incredible, and he's mm-hmm. got all these auditions, and you've got all this stuff going on, and then you talk about how your, like, parents were still, like, not on board with it, and uh, I was no. like, do they understand how good you're doing, no. like, how well you're doing? It, my dad does, at least, but, like... That's good, He Because he, you know, my dad is at least... He's he's more adaptable to American things than my mother is. My mom's just scared of of it and whatnot. Like, I really don't want to be, like, insensitive or anything. Oh, no, no, you're not. Please, please, please. I talk about this all the time. But I think it's very, like, you've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly, like, interesting to me Mm -hmm. in the sense that I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people who are just like, oh, my God, do whatever you want. And, like, you are coming from a family that... It was, like, do A or B, but I decided to, like, choose... Like, C. C, yeah, 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 yeah. Knowing went. it was, like, the wrong answer uh-huh. when they graded, like, my Scantron. Damn, great metaphors. Damn, that was a great fucking metaphor. Yeah. That was great. That was so good. So, like, yeah, it's, it's always interesting with everything. Even, like, relationships. When I was growing up, don't have sex because God will kill you. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that was it. That was, like, God is going to kill you. Wait, the whole question that started this... The whole question that started this was, will you get married and can I come? And then I was like, wait, I'm not even ready. I'm not even ready for this. Um, If we can... If we can somehow we'll go back. travel well, back to that. Let me go back to, like, well, to, to, to Tiffany, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, so we started talking and whatnot, and then, like, there was one night that I was just like, yeah, I'm, in, I'm into this girl. She's cute. Um, she's, like, successful and whatnot. We live right next to each other. But I was like, is that an issue? So I told her one day, I was like, hey, I like you. And that's just it. And then she, like, friend-zoned me. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, chill, bro. Chill, 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 chill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. I understand. But just... That's how I feel. I guess I'm going to go back inside now. And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll just, like, wait a couple seconds so we don't have to, like, <laughs> be oh on the God. elevator after, oh like, this God. conversation and yeah. shit. So, like, after that, I texted her. I was like, sorry, I just feel like I need to tell you that. And she's like, that's really sweet, like, honestly. And she's she just like, I could tell she wasn't really telling me how she felt. She was just like, no, like, no, friends, just it. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Because later she invited me to this party to like her acting party and we came back and we were going up the stairs to our, like our floor and she turns around and she's like fuck you dude and I was like what <gasps> I was like and she's just like why'd you have to go and tell you tell me how you felt cause like now I'm questioning it and shit and I was like so you like me <laughs> and she's like yeah I do and stuff so we started like we knew that and we started like messing around and stuff but then we told each other that we weren't gonna date cause we both agreed to each other that like we would be good together but it's a bad idea to be living in the same apartment building. Like, she's just like, I don't want to have to see you every day. And I was uh-huh. like, that's completely fair. And I will, I'll say really quickly, Natalie and Aaron, mm-hmm. their senior year of college, they happened, and this was complete happenstance. This was a complete mm-hmm. accident. 
they happened to rent apartments in the same building. Oh. This was something that they did not talk about at all. And they rented apartments was in the same before? building. Was this before? Like, they were already this dating? Was, no, no, no. They were dating at the okay, time. Okay. But they were, like, fresh dating. Uh. They weren't... <laughs> Okay, not not fresh dating, but they had been dating for like maybe a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and she used to come to me and was like, "I'm really stressed out about this. Like, is it okay that Aaron and I are living in the same place?" Blah blah. blah. Like, how and often I was do like, you think we'll see each other? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, obviously, for them, they're soulmates and they're going to get married and everything's great. Uh, they're my parents, anyway. But it it worked out very very well for them. But even people that are already in relationships, mm-hmm. that makes people nervous nervous so yeah when yeah you're when you're living so close to someone and you know i mm-hmm. will also maybe i'll cut this out later but i i you know like i have dated a co-worker before and people have sworn up and down that dating a co-worker is a bad idea and it was it's one of those things where i feel like it's most of the time it's the rule sometimes it's the exception yeah. i'm never gonna say like oh you should never date a co-worker um i just know that i did it and it was the fucking worst idea i've ever had so that entire, thing like, was confirmed like so that is. was confirmed for me i was the rule not the exception mm-hmm. anyway but yeah and so someone living so close to you when you are starting out on something new mm-hmm. might not be the best idea That's but, I, I, but I was falling i was so into her like uh-huh. to the point where it was like i justified it like no it's not a bad idea it was like that's fine Okay, cool. You like, you always justify it when you think it's great, when you're yeah. right smack dab in the middle of it. No, but maybe we still didn't date, and then I moved out, and the guy mm-hmm. stayed there. They got a new roommate, and I went and moved in with Kevin and Raquel and stuff downtown. Uh-huh. And I thought, like, that was when, like, I was like, hell yeah, like, I'm going to go see her. And we went on a date. It was great and uh-huh. stuff. And it was like we were, we hadn't called each other, like, we're dating right now, but we were seeing each other, like. Right. Quite a few times and stuff, and it was nice. We were kissing, we were making out. We hadn't had sex yet, but we had messed around and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, like, I booked I booked that Showtime thing, and I went off to, like, Georgia. And to me, she called me every single day. We FaceTimed. She would call me babe. And I was like, fuck yes. Like, everything's good. Like, I hope I'm doing this pilot. Hopefully it gets picked up, and I have steady income or something. I got this great, like, person that knows me and, like, that's also into me. And also, so like, the way that it happened is that, like, I got friend zone, but at least I was, like, still around and still yeah. told her that, like, hey, my feelings for you haven't changed to find out that she wasn't being completely truthful to tell me, like, yo, I had ha- I did like you also. I just, like, was worried about, like, the whole thing. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Come back from Georgia. Straight ghost town. Just, like, what happened? I'm just, oh, like, texting. No. I was like, let's hang out. She's like, I'm busy. Let's hang out. I'm busy. Text her, no reply. And I'm just like... Like, what's fucking going on? Like, I was like, wait, I thought we were. I thought we had something. I was really like yeah. telling like, well, people in Georgia, like the crew members and my other like acting like co like co stars and stuff, being like, yeah, I can't wait to like get back. Like, just started seeing this girl and I said, showed them pictures. They're like, wow, she's gorgeous. And like one of them was like, wait, I've seen her on that one crackle show. I was like, yes. And I was like getting like proud of that. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. she's like doing her thing and whatnot. And then I moved out. Like, came back here and it's just like. We hung out, like, once, and then after that, just ghost town. Ghost town, ghost town. Like, wouldn't want to hang with me. Was always busy, but anytime like, I'd see her on Instagram, like, hang with her friends, I was like, all I wanted to do was grab lunch with you. Like, 
probably 45 minutes to an hour. You know, like, and I know you have free time because you get paid a lot of money for like that Nissan commercial you just fucking did. Oh my god. Like, don't bullshit me. Like, Uh oh, I probably shouldn't have said. Now she's gonna, she's not gonna listen to this though. She's not gonna listen to this. Hey, maybe if you promote it, she'll listen to it. I'm just saying. People are like, oh, they're not gonna listen to it. And I was like, my problem. Anyways, I don't care really because. Like, there was a point, well, I, I, last week, I came back here, well, we became, like, friends again, after, like, Josh took, Josh is taking, like, the same acting class that she is, right? Because, like, oh. well, we audited, I audited, she invited me to audit the class when we were still cool, right? And, um, Josh's friend, our friend, Nick Kreider, was there, too, just randomly, just by, like, randomly, his friend told him to audit that class, and... She told me to audit that class, and we went on the same day. And you so, were both auditing the class. But, and I was like, dude, yeah. So we sat next to each other. I was like, are you going to take the class? He's like, yeah, definitely. And then since, like, him, they're good friends with, like, them, Josh told, well, Kreider told Josh about it, and Josh joined the class. And that's why I was like, all right, cool. Not going to join the class now. Too By many the people way, that I know. Really quick, Josh Fisher also has been on the podcast. Season oh, yeah. One. Thank you for that. Yeah. Before. I'm, I'm not just, giving I'm any gonna, context. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally fine. Well, there are some of our friends who have not been on the podcast. True, true, I, true. If, if anyone has been on the podcast, I'm like, yo, look at... And I used to be really good at remembering, like, what episode everyone was on. <laughs> now we have we've over 20 episodes. I'm like, yeah, oh, you, fucking no. You finished the whole season and shit. How are you supposed to remember that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're moving on up. Anyway. Um, so, like, he took the class. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to take the class right now. Too many people out there that I know that are in that class right now. Especially with, with you know, Tiffany being there and mm-hmm. shit. So, that stopped happening and, like... After that, that's in like this is before the whole the whole thing happened. Before the whole like her ghosting me after coming back right. from Georgia. So all this happened, and then like a Christmas party came. She invited me to the Christmas party the year before, mm-hmm. and Josh, since he's now taking the class, invited me to the one the year after. <laughs> oh my god! Kreider okay. and Josh both invited me to this. But like, yeah, I showed up, and like she sees me, and that's the thing though. She before she started ghosting me, like I didn't have clout, you know, like. I was barely living off, like, making rent, you know, but didn't have money oh, to, like, buy, that. like, mm-hmm. new new clothes or anything, but I pulled up here just, like, fresh off, like, the pilot check and shit, mm-hmm. and she's like, was realizing, like, holy shit, like, things are going good for him and whatnot, so she didn't even bring up, like, the fact that she ghosted me, and I didn't bring her up either, and I didn't talk to her the entire time, like, and there was one part of the party she went up, went back, and she, like, was apologizing to me about, like, doing what she did. And I was like, it's all cool. Like, I'm still your friend. She's like, really? She's like, you want to hang out? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, oh girl. Like, God. don't string me along like this and whatnot. But I was like, we're still friends. I'm like, I don't want to hang out right now. Like, I'm glad that we established the sense that we're friends. But I don't want to go and spend individual time with you right, yeah. right now. We're at a party. There's a whole bunch of people around. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll run into you again. Maybe I'll take the acting class. And then there was, okay, so, like, last month, I was trying to get this letter from my old place, mm-hmm. and I got there, and I didn't want to, like, hit on my landlord because of, you know, their, her experience with us. We didn't, she didn't do anything. Uh-huh. It was, we did everything. Like, yeah, all the no, that like, Yes, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. So, I texted her, and I didn't want to do that either. I was like, hey, are you home and you busy? She's like, yeah, kind of, yeah. And before that, she invited me to her birthday party, and I told her that I might be coming. But the night of the birthday, I never texted her confirming uh-huh. yes or no and she's like where are you at and i was like oh i'm at a different place sorry i'm drunk right now i can't text and, I, and she didn't text me back so i didn't know she was upset 
So I could get there and I ask her. I, like, I feel like that's a great idea though. When you're drunk somewhere, you should straight up just be like, "Hello, I am drunk. I cannot." Oh, I you. always, I always let someone. I even let my friends know, like. Well, even though, like, sometimes I like to text my friends when I'm drunk because I say funny shit. Yeah. I at least let them know, like, hey, I'm drunk. So I might say some funny shit, and I might be, like, really dark or end up calling you saying some bullshit or whatnot. Or also I might call you and be like, I love you so much. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Dude, that's why I love you, man. Uh I love living with you. Looking at you is great. Uh Uh-huh. But, so, like, I text her. I'm like, hey, you busy? She's like, kind of, yeah. And I was like, sorry, I'm just trying to get something. And she didn't text me back. And then my landlord pops her head out the window. Hey, Keith. And I was like, ah. I need to get like mail from my mailbox and stuff. She's like, I'll go check for you. And she goes and checks. She's like, oh, there's nothing. And I was like, all right, cool. So I leave. Tiffany, she's like, oh, what did you need? And she's like, I was like, oh, no, I took care of it. And she's like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, oh, I just needed some like a letter from the mailbox and whatnot. And she's like, no, like you're a stranger to me now. And she's like, I just want to know what happens. And I'm like, te- you ghosted no, me. No, I was, te- I was literally texting her this. And then, like, as she, like, oh, as I'm texting, the bulb was come up. And she's like, you know what? Dot, dot, dot. Never mind. I don't want to know. And I was like. Oh, my God. I canceled everything that I was typing. About to give her the respect of letting her know, like, what, what happened. Like, because you, you asked. Yeah. And I, like, did that and sent her back the thumbs up emoji. <clears throat> and she got upset with me for that. And she's like, haha, okay, bet. I bet. And I was like, okay. I was like, sorry. I'm like. Sorry, I'm driving right now. I didn't want to, like, leave her, like, on the outside. And I was like, so I'm driving right now. Like, so uh-huh. um, emoji is, like, the best thing for me to send mm-hmm. safely driving and stuff. Right, of course. But then I hadn't talked to her ever since, but I was like, I got screwed over. Like, how did I get strung along for so long? So, like, I don't know if I want to get married because, like, I feel like I'm discovering new dating things. Like, I was head over heels for this one girl. Uh-huh. And she just was on her own shit. Like, it... I didn't pay attention to her own, like, cr- not craziness. I don't like to call women crazy. But, like, she just didn't know what she wanted. Like, right. And I did because I was, I was like, you're awesome. Like, everything about you is awesome. And I feel like that's why, other, like, I know that you don't walk around places without anybody noticing you guys not trying to talk, talk to you. So, like, that's also another reason why I think you're awesome because, like, I want you, and I don't want anybody else to have you or anything. Because I like you, and we've got to know each other for, like, a good amount of time because we live next to each other, and, like, we progressed to this from starting off being friends, and I'd never been in a relationship like that. We're friends first, and then we date. Like, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, like, let's do that. Like, that sounds cool. But, like, it's just such, like, a big thing now, the whole marriage aspect. Because, like, my twin sister got married Uh um, last year. My older sister is married, Trish, and me and Claire, both who happen to be the artists of the family, are both like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> we're just like, no, definitely not getting married. You've dealt with these awful artists. Awful just, like, things. I don't want to join my taxes with anybody. I don't want to, like, do that crap. But I know that, like, when I am ready, I know, like, marriage is probably one of, like, the best things any yeah. individual human for both sides can obtain because it's, like... It's a tangible thing, but it's also not tangible. It's it's something that's more than any other thing. Like another human being that loves you just as much, maybe even more, which isn't a bad thing, then you love them is like the greatest thing you can ever yeah. like get your hands on. And if it's right, it's right. And it's just scary. Marriage is scary because I think of situations like uh-huh. that I just told you, being like, it was nice. She liked me. I liked her. It worked out. 
randomly randomly something happened. It suddenly didn't. And that's the biggest thing is my... That's... I I wanted... When you're telling me this whole, like, thing about, like, you know, that dude, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I have to tell you this story because being blindsided is just like, what the fuck? But then being blindsided and then later being like, the person thinks it's your fault? And I was just like... And then they're like, what happened? And I was like, you fucking what happened and granted in my situation that hasn't happened to me Mm -hmm. i feel like he's Mm -hmm. very aware that he's the one who ended things and all that jazz but Mm -hmm. but yeah it is it is very scary and especially i feel like it and and you know correct me if i'm wrong here but my parents got married once again my parents got married when they were 18 Mm -hmm. they fucking knew they knew they just knew and then it happened and my mom swears up and down she's like it should not have worked out. I'm so glad it did. Mm-hmm. And you are coming from a place where, like, I'm sure your parents are very much like, we are a team, and, like, yeah. this is a thing. And they, we... they were friends since they were kids. And then, like, just perfect. My dad was like, find someone like your mom. And I was like, we're in America. That's impossible. And, so, and But that's the thing is you have such a different experience than what your parents had. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I I had my sister on the podcast at one point and I kind of made a joke where I was like, do you think that you and I have been unsuccessful in love? A, because we are bad people. B, because life is complicated. C, because our parents took all of our love magic. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's like. They used it all before they they conceived you. And then they like, and that's, but that's the thing is because I feel like, honestly, I'll say like, myself and my brother and my sister we haven't had that like lasting love and when our parents found it so early it's kind of hard like it's hard to not be like you fucking stole it you know Mm -hmm. and so you have kind of this expectation and I remember being a kid and my mom and dad would talk about their love story and my mom specifically I would say your love story is the greatest love story I've ever heard. And she goes, no, it's the second greatest love story Mm -hmm. you've ever heard because your love story is going to be the best you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet and good and kind, but also I'm just like, mom. Reality. I'm reality. You know, my, I'm a 26 year old woman who really has never been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Has never had someone look at me and been like, I love you on purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's hard when you have that to compare yourself to. Yeah, well, same here because of the fact that, like, this is just, like, an angsty kid thing that Keith used to do. Hell yeah. I used to hate it when, like, my parents would, like, love each other. And I was just like, guys, fucking stop. Not because it was disgusting. I was like, you don't have to, like, display this shit. Like It's like you got it. Just take it. We get it. Like, you guys are dope together. Cool. Uh Uh-huh. And my parents were like, you're going to meet a nice young African girl who's going to cook and clean for you. And I was like, whoa, mom, your values are way behind the times right now. I don't want a girl that's just going to cook and clean for me. I want a girl who's like like a BMX rider that's winning awards or some shit. That would be dope. You going to fucking call you on your bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I would rather be like, well, I already know that like if I get to a point, I want to be like that Hollywood dad who... Who takes care of the kids and like you know my wife is is the the main bread maker and shit like I know I want that I want to be completely I want to submit to like whoever I fall in love with I want to like be there like everything I want to do everything I don't want any of like them to lift a single finger I want like well just because of the fact that like it was my parents fault because it kind of drove me to like this like 
because y'all are like, oh, women have to do this. Like, I'm angry. Now I want to be the one to take uh -huh. it. Like, it's, it, but it's then, a spiteful thing. It's a spiteful thing. Sort of like, yeah. but, but also, it's like, it's the right thing to do. And it's also like, I want to do it now. It's more of like a thing. Like, I'm getting older. I'm getting more mature. Being like, there are not a lot of dudes like that. And I feel like if I'm going to find the person that's the one, they're going to realize by the fact that since this is my goal, it's going to be obvious without me saying it. And that just helps them a lot easier to find out if they also like, if, if anything is, you know, re, what's the word for it? Like reciprocated. Okay. Yeah. I almost said repercussed or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. We're love drunk, ladies love and drunk. gentlemen. Love drunk. love drunk. I will say that whiskey got us like, yeah. anyway. But that's the um, story. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I don't want to get married right now because yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. I want to be able to say, I want to get married when I'm with the person that I'm like, holy shit, this is like, go, it's going like go, good. Like, it's, and it's yeah. been more than like three months. Because <laughs> that just seems to be my three limit. Months relationship. That's just my limit. <laughs> um, I will say, so you were talking about like the person who kind of like kind of screwed you over and kind of mm -hmm. ended the relationship and everything. So I do have to ask, is there anyone you want to like low key curse? And I'm saying like, Mm -hmm. When we low-key curse on Love Drunk, we're not wishing death or dismemberment mm -hmm. or whatever. We're wishing mild inconvenience. If there's anyone, <laughs> if there's anyone who's super pissed you off. Exactly. If there's anyone who, like, kind of pissed you off, it's just, just, like, a minor thing where you're like, I hope this happens to you. Yeah, I think it would be, quote-unquote, Tiffany. Like, uh -huh. because of the fact that, like, I just moved out here and got my, like, our first LA apartment mm -hmm. in Studio City and it was mm -hmm. great. Like we're living in Studio City. This is nice. We got palm trees and shit. Uh -huh. Like it's nice, you know? And my neighbor just happens to be like this really hot chick and whatnot. And we were talking, we were friends. It just all seemed perfect until when you just realize that like another person's character just can flip a, a situation like yeah. completely. And I just don't feel like it was fair. Like, I definitely could have bailed a long time, but I convinced myself, mm -hmm. you know, keep trying, keep trying, like, right. stay there, be persistent, because that also does work. And, you know, I've seen it work for other people, and I thought it was working. I was like, holy shit, this whole fairy tale dream of falling in love with somebody, because we weren't even dating, but I was like, I like this person a lot, you uh -huh. know? I wasn't, like, falling in love with them, but, like, that whole concept of, like, I think it could have gotten there right. was, like, a feeling that, like, I had. But, like... Uh -huh. But since it lasted so long and that she was so flip-floppy and whatnot, I, I, I want to curse, quote-unquote, Tiffany, that, like, the same thing happens to her, but to some from somebody else. Uh -huh. For her to be, like, really into somebody and then just she gets blindsided. Because what I still don't get is mm -hmm. why she hasn't hit me up. Because in all fairness, I haven't told her about, like... Where, where where am I coming from? Like, this is uh -huh. where I'm coming from. Like, yeah. she, she has no idea at all. So, like, I don't want to have to tell her. Right. I want her to experience it. And then, like, maybe even, like, three years down the road, like, while we're still out here, she's a different person. Remember, mine, she's also younger. Grew up in the OC. Like, she's a California. She grew up in California. We grew right. up in Texas. Literally, there's two different... It's a very... It's a different Backbones... Thing. You're wishing she has this unfortunate situation where she's just like, damn, this fucking sucks. And then she kind of understands like, more wait, where you're coming from. I did that to, I did that exactly. to Exactly. You're that's like, oh shit, that's a full circle mm -hmm. and GD. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, exactly, that's what happens. That's exactly what I want. 
I mean, I understand. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone I'm I want. Real evil now. like because I thought about that very hard, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what yeah I want. but that's the but that's the thing is we don't once again don't wish like anything actually bad. A hundred percent something they can survive. A hundred percent something that they're just like, ooh, ouch, that hurts, and uh, mm. and they just move on with their lives. I guess if I had to have a Loki curse, I would say, like, I hope that the next time you eat mac and cheese, it burns your mouth. And you're like, ouch, I shouldn't have eaten that so quickly. And then you're like, fuck. And then, like, <laughs> you know, and then it just... Dude, now like... I feel bad because I feel like my curse was just so specific. Like, down the road, I want you to have, like, a really shitty relationship experience But you're like, I I want your mac and cheese to be steaming off. (laughs) I've already wished worse things on this person. On on this podcast? Yes, recently on this podcast. It's the same person. I'm so sorry. I just don't have anyone else that I can, like, low-key curse. Uh, God, I love podcasts. This is so fun. This has been fun? Yeah, this has been amazing. Um, I do want to ask you real quick, uh, love songs, breakup songs. What What's your favorite love song? What is your favorite breakup song? Well, that's the thing. Like, all my music is probably going to not be recognized by a lot of people. Doesn't matter. Tell me what you Well, think. so there's, so Homeshake. You know Homeshake? I don't know. I'm not as cool You know who Mac, DeMarc- Mar- De- Mac DeMarco is? I've heard of Mac DeMarco. So he's like, Homeshake is one of like the guys who was in his band, did his own stuff. He has this song called Love is Only a Feeling. And it's like, it's a very sweet, like, ethereal song. It almost has, like, this, like, beach space thing to it. But the chorus is just, love is only a feeling, love is only a feeling, love is only a feeling, love is only a feeling. Like, you know, but sung more melodically and, like, at a slower tempo to, like, set the mood. Uh And it's, it's like... It's not a breakup song, but it's a love song to let you know that love ain't shit. Like, <laughs> that is my favorite song because at least that, like, brings me back to that, like, hey, dude, remember that, like, we were just talking about we're always emotionally available or uh-huh. something. Yeah. And that we're easy to fall in love, but love is only a feeling. Mm-hmm. But not to discredit the fact that, like, we're the people that are at least able to access the emotion of caring for somebody or mm-hmm. almost falling for somebody faster and easier. But I feel like as I grow up and learn more, I'll realize that, like, I'll be falling for somebody, but it's just a feeling. Or I'll be falling for somebody, and it's just, it's everything. It's more than just a feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's the separation there. Um, breakup song... It's there's this uh it's not a song but it's a rendition of Jamie Foxx playing at this one like place. He's like playing the songs but he did like this like improvised song and he's playing this like really cool melody on the piano but he's singing like fuck you fuck you fuck you and it's just the prettiest way to be like hey fuck you no but seriously like. Fuck you. Yeah. Especially since he runs, he's like, fuck you. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That is incredible. Yeah. I love the... You should look it up. It's on YouTube. Just search up Jamie Foxx, fuck you. It's going to be the first thing that pops okay. up. <laughs> Damn, I guess we've reached the end, Keith. Yeah, yeah. We've like kind of reached the end here. We did. I was um, like, yeah, we've hit an hour and 33. Like, uh-huh. this is about like... The time and my parking meter is going to be up in a little bit. 
Yeah, I couldn't find parking on the street. Oh. I almost said the name of the street. Dude, please don't say, please don't tell people where I live. <laughs> Keith used to live on the same street as me. So he knows where I live. He is familiar with the parking yeah. situation, but I don't want. And, and you know, a lot of people who listen to Pat, a lot Hot of people. Cares. Ah, okay. A lot of the people who listen to the podcast are not from here and they don't know where the street is. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I still am that little girl who's like afraid of telling strangers on the internet where she lives. But I will say, I do have one more question for you. Mm. Keith, Macheki Younga, uh-huh. what does love feel like? Love. Hmm. Love feels like when it's been cold and raining for the past couple of weeks and then the sun comes out and it's hot, but you're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing by that and I'm very serious because whoever listens to this is going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, exactly what it's Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of feel that where it's like, you may have not been dressed for the heat, and you're sort of like, oh, fuck, I'm a little hot. But then yeah, you're yeah. also like, let me roll up my sleeves and just accept it. Accept you know? it and whatnot. I, I just feel like, because it's not easy. That's I feel like the best way to explain it is like if you're hot and you're sweating, and you realize like, fuck, it's hot. But like, yeah, I'm still going to stay at this place. There's no, there's no fancy, oh, butterflies on the inside. A love will never be easy, and it'll always be unexpected, and it'll always make you sweat. Oh, I love that! I know, right? Oh, that's very good. I very much love that. I think that that is incredible. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, this how love feels, and it's perfect, and it's yeah, amazing. But no, that's not, that's not, maybe for some people, but like for the people that I know that are like, deeply in love right now i was with them when they were like you know having the hardest time and they were sweating it out and shit mm-hmm. like just experiencing that like even my twin sister like she didn't know she like met this dude at college at ut arlington and whatnot and they were like friends but they had argued before this appointment she didn't like him because mm-hmm. not for any reason just like oh he argued with me on the fuck this guy like essentially yeah. right mm-hmm. but my sister they're all straight as my sister's on cuss i'm the Wild child of the family. The wild child. How many mm-hmm. siblings do you have? Because you have your twin. I have a twin and, and two have, older sisters. Two, okay, so I was concerned. Yeah, yeah, okay, no yeah. brothers. I'm the only boy. The only boy. So yeah. grateful for that because I feel like I understand people more. Yeah. Yeah. Not just women. I just feel like I understand Just like people. in general. You yeah. have that many siblings. You're like, I get like a good. Because they're all so different too, uh-huh. you know. Trish works at Baylor Medical. Claire, she's like me, but you know, just cooking wise she's like she did culinary school and like fell into the trap of like listening to my parents and being like change something and i still tell it to this day i was like hey when i make it i'm opening a restaurant for both me and you because like i cook like all the time like i love cooking but i was like i want my sister to like live her dream because i was really upset when i was like a kid listening to my parents be like don't do this you have to do this because it's more reasonable like and you know she just listened like, a lot of them listen. Claire, Karen listened, went to college. She's not graduated yet, but, like, she met somebody. She got married. That's what my mom told her to do. Like, yeah. not that she didn't want to do it. She was at least ready to be on that line. And they love uh-huh. each other. But that's the thing. I guess this is a good way to end it. Because I feel like this isn't a conversation people talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that love 
in a religious aspect is more grounded because more are suppressed. Right. And I guess it's easier that way. Mm-hmm. Not calling it fake. I guess it's easier to be in that realm of we're Christian, so we don't cuss, we don't curse. I'm not going to cheat on you because God's going to kill me. I'm like, like all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they last long in one that because they have these rules and parameters that mm-hmm. aren't set, like, for them, just set for, like, this, like, this. you're, you're living in this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, Christianity is a bubble. So, like, they stay in that bubble, they date in that bubble. That's why mm-hmm. everything is easier. And I feel like people should always look at that. If you're not religious, if you don't have a faith that specifically talks about, like, where you're at, realize that, like, living a secular lifestyle is so much harder because you're not suppressing all the stuff in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you have to face it head on. You're going to meet somebody that's a dick and then is nice later. You're going to meet someone that's a nice and that's a dick later. Like, mm-hmm. because there's no rules. Like, yeah. we're fucking Game of Throning. Games of Throning it here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Main character is getting killed off and shit. Mm-hmm. When you least expect it. When, when you, you least, least expect, expect it. it. Yeah. Oh my God. Keith, thank you so much for sharing. And thank I, you. I'm so glad you were on the pod. I had such a great time with you. I feel like I didn't even say half of this stuff. I feel, I, I truly, like, you know. Well, in a good way, in a good way. Like, I like to make it concise and uh-huh, stuff. I like the way I, you run this. this sometimes, is cool. sometimes an hour and a half is not even close, close enough yeah. to what you want to say. And maybe yeah. I'll have you back someday. Follow me on Instagram at lovedrunkpod. Follow me on Twitter at lovedrunkpod. Follow me personally on Instagram at oCharlotteRose, on Twitter at OSharRose. Keith, what do you have to plug? I plug um, Dear White People Season 3 How on fucking, yeah. Netflix. Uh-huh. Sometime, I think, Have you late heard spring. of Netflix? Because Keith is on Netflix. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, it is really crazy, though. Like, being like, holy shit. Like, I get to turn on, like, an episode on Netflix and see my own and face. And see your face! That's what cool. Yeah. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> Season 3, Episode 2. Follow me at Keith from Africa. Africa with the K. On Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, just Keith Mac. A lot of people pronounce it Mach, but you can spell it that way. It's Keith Mach. That's how you spell it. Um, I'll put it down in the Yeah, don't follow me on Facebook, because fuck Facebook. Um, <laughs> fuck one Facebook. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for drinking whiskey. I had such a great time with you. Thank um, you. But thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Oh my god. This uh, is nice. Oh, I'm glad you thought it was nice. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> Uh, So I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night. And don't drink gin. Don't drink gin. Please don't drink gin.